0: This is Arab Talk at KPOO 89.5 FM in San Francisco. This is Arab Talk with Jess and Jamal. I'm Jess Khan Nam. And I'm Jamal Dajani. Jamal, it's great to be back. Uh, Arab Talk, we took a little bit of a break and now we're back. And in the time that we were away, tremendous news. Obviously, the Supreme Court has made what some uh, see as cataclysmic decisions on taking away the constitutional right that women have had to have an abortion for over you know close to 50 years the ability to regulate handguns with conceal and carry has been you know basically turned back to the state so that you cannot take that away from people where people are going to be wearing and holstering guns uh, outside their homes now without barely any restrictions the EPA and the and the and our government are, are no longer constitutionally able to regulate you know uh protections for the environment and the war in ukraine rages on to the detriment really of the ukrainians who are losing uh, really uh, a tremendous amount of land as well as people so a lot going on but for our show today jamal really our focus is going to be on two main two main topics today we're going to be covering the recent advances in the sharin abu Akhla murder by uh, the israeli military and recently, the Palestinian Authority had decided to share the bullet fragment that murdered Sharin uh, so that the U.S. government could, could do their own analysis with the Israeli government you know, side by side. And the results are pretty staggeringly disturbing and you know, not to be trusted. But we're going to hear about that as well as the comments from the Abu Akhla family. And we're going to hear about uh, President Biden's kiss the butt of MBS tour, President Biden is going to be going to Saudi Arabia as well as other parts of the the Arab world and Middle East. But the most important part of the trip is going to be going to Saudi Arabia, begging the Saudis basically to, you know, produce more oil. And uh, in the midst of him calling MBS and Saudi Arabia pariah state, he's going to go and kiss the ring, maybe other parts of MBS's body uh, in his uh, apology and makeup and kiss tour. So,
1: we got a lot to cover today, Jamal. That's right, yes, uh, a lot to cover, and we're going to start with a very, really disappointing and depressing story, which is, uh, of course, the findings of uh, the State Department's and, and the State Department's official announcement about the findings of the uh, murder of Sherina Abu uh, and I'm reading here just uh, so uh, U.S. officials. This is uh, from the official statement and and what they released. And um, paraphrasing, have concluded that gunfire from Israeli positions, likely, uh, you know, they, they throw that word, you see, to create doubt. Likely right, killed right. Al Jazeera journalist Shirin Abu Akhli, but that there was no reason to believe her shooting was intentional. That's what the State Department issued today on Monday, July 4th. The finding in a statement, again, from the State Department spokesman, uh, Ned Price, uh, came after what the U.S. said were inconclusive tests under U.S. oversight of the bullet recovered from Abu Akhl's body. It said, independent third-party examiners have conducted an extremely detailed forensic analysis. Ballistic experts determined the bullet was badly damaged. Of course, it was badly damaged. Well, it shot her in the head. Yeah, no kidding. Which prevented a clear conclusion as to who fired the shot Price said in the statement. You know, just... It's bogus, Jamal. It's such BS. Listen, and I tell you why. And I tell you why. I mean, they're keeping both answers or both answers to, to the same question viable by using the word likely so they're not denying they're not saying outright because we've reported on this show that many and several news agencies as well as human rights organizations as well as colleagues that accompanied uh, Sharina abakli that the israel that that the the bullet came from the israeli side and then there were no skirmishes around uh, basically uh, debunking right. what israel tried to try tried right. to plant initially that there were skirmishes with palestinians uh, in in the vicinity so all of that the state department couldn't refute they couldn't refute this i mean and they know it deep inside and i tell you why we're coming with this conclusion because creating this whole thing and and we'll go will go later on to the uh, to the statement by the shirin abakli uh, you know the the response to this. Yes, this was a U.S. made bullet. Yes, it was, and this was a U.S. made weapon that that was used to fire that bullet. That's right. And then there is a, a there is a law, there is a law. It's I think 1974 U.S. Export Act, which right. says basically that weapons that are exported by the United States to countries and the, those countries who use them in violation to human rights or illegally are subject basically to scrutiny by Congress and basically you'll stop exporting weapons to these countries you know just think let's just think again a US bullet Fired from a U.S.-made weapon by an Israeli soldier. Killing which, a U.S. citizen. Killing a U.S. citizen. Yes. Not, not any other citizen, but killing a U.S. citizen. So if the United States, which, which they should have done the right thing, concluded that an Israeli soldier murdered a, an American citizen, then we should immediately enact that act and stop exporting weapons to Israel and hold Israel accountable. So they are going through this whole wordsmithing and gymnastics to avoid laying the blame straight out, which we know. Israel has killed journalists before. Israel has killed medics before. Israel has killed children before. Israel has killed women before. Israel has destroyed homes. I mean, this is not like an accident, and so they're trying to make it look like it's a mistake, it's an accident, and then it's regrettable. Using all these these fancy words instead of saying that Israel has used American weapons to murder an American citizen. End of. Story. That's exa-
0: Yeah, that's exactly right, Jamal. And I think the Palestinian Authority made a mistake. I don't think they should have shared the bullet. I think that was a mistake. And the I want to go back to something you said, which is really, you know, important. And, you know, we have to make sure that our viewers and listeners get this. The report was not based on the reality that there were no skirmishes and no weapons and no fire and no gunfire coming anywhere near close from the Palestinian side. The only gunfire that was operative at that time was from the Israeli military. The, the bullet that murdered Shireen Abu Akleh was uh, a, an American-made bullet from a Israeli military personnel with a U.S. weapon, full stop. But what this report is focusing on, Jamal, they focused on the forensics of a bullet that was badly damaged, obviously, rather than the totality of the evidence, rather than the totality of all the information, rather than all the information that was available, you know, showing that the only people who opened fire at that time that she was brutally murdered, and she was shot in the head, Jamal. I'm sorry to kind of keep bringing that up, but she was not, she was executed by a, by an Israeli soldier. She was executed with a U.S. weapon and U.S. uh, ammunition and they are going to obscure that focusing instead the totality of their conclusions on the forensic evidence of one bullet it's bogus it's inappropriate it's it's and i and I, I i say this i understand why the palestinian authority did this Jamal because they had pressure to do this but i think it was a real big mistake
1: well just initially we did not learn until later uh, the initial statements that came out from the Palestinian Authority, because I've, I've been monitoring this very carefully, right? right. Uh, they refused to to give the bullet to Israel to examine it. To begin of with, of course, as they and, should. And they only they said they were going to only release it later on to the United States to bring you know their own uh, examiners, etc. They never mentioned anything that this was going to be shared with Israel. Like, think about it. I mean, because if you look at it here, the United States allowed the Israelis to examine. They, they sat in the same room here. The United States, which is the biggest supporter of Israel, in the same room, they're both coming, you know, concocting this conclusion. And I'm saying they're concocting this conclusion because here we go back again to the initial report. An Associated Press reconstruction of her killing, Basically agreed and lent support to the accounts by the journalists who were accompanying her and by Palestinian eyewitnesses, including her crew, that she was killed by Israeli uh, forces. So so there is no question about that. Subsequent investigations by CNN, The New York Times, and The Washington Post reach similar conclusions. So think about it. The United States is going against the Associated Press, CNN. Of course. Of course, New York Times, the Washington Post, of course, and siding with, uh, siding, siding with Israel. So, so they're now casting doubt. First, well, there were skirmishes. Everybody's saying there were no skirmishes. So, if there were no skir- skirmishes, what <clears throat> the Israelis saw? If there were no skir- skirmishes, it tells me either <clears throat> she was intentionally targeted, as as we all know that she was, or. Israeli soldiers just having fun they're just shooting bullets at people for for the fun of it because they weren't under attack and 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 they happened to shoot not one journalist two two journalists she was killed but her colleague was shot in the back and he survived. so which which story they want to tell us there were no skirmishes and now they're telling you it, it no because they were in an operation uh, conducting an operation. I mean, who do they think we are? I mean, they think all the journalists are stupid. People are stupid. People are going to buy the story and just, just uh, bury their heads in the sand.
0: Yeah, Jamal, that's a very good point. And I think it's important to realize that, uh, you know, you read that report. And so I have a question for you. Who do you think wrote the report? It was authored by the State Department, but I'll bet you any amount of money that the Israelis wrote the report. So here's what happened the united states fronted for the israeli military they fronted for the apartheid state they they included them in the analysis and uh the israelis wrote this report that that the united states put the imprimatur of the state department on this to give it legitimacy it's insulting it's does it change anything about who murdered sharin abu Akleh. And here's the problem, Jamal. It, again, Israel gets away with murder.
1: I mean, I'm, I, I read, I read, I keep re- going over. You can read it, but it's it's, and, it's, an and, and, and it's it's an Israeli statement. It's an Israeli statement. It's really statement. crazy. And then, and then, I don't believe this whole thing. Also, about if this is uh, basically the the ballistic experts determined the bullet was badly damaged, which prevented a clear conclusion. You're telling me now uh, every bullet that is fired. I mean. I mean, I don't know, maybe I don't know m- much about f- uh, forensics, but there are always investigations about crimes and people get incriminated with a fraction of a uh, of a bullet saying that this gun was, this bullet belonged to that gun. Right. And you're telling me with all this expertise, you cannot tell if this was, who's the manufacturer of that bullet or what what type of gun that shot that bullet?
0: No, it's a joke, Jamal. Of course they can do it. And this is, uh, I don't know what kind of washing to call this, whitewashing, uh, but it's a complete joke. And here's the thing, Jamal, no one is going to buy this report. Nobody. CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, nobody, nobody is going to buy the conclusions. The problem, though, we've already seen that it's been published in the New York Times today. It was published this State, I mean, it's it's out there in the ether, the the doubt uh, based on the forensic evidence, and I, I I'm sorry to keep making this point, they're making this huge conclusion on inconclusive data, they didn't have all
1: the data as part of their report. And they're going back, you know, using uh, Israeli words. Israel says she was killed during a complex battle with Palestinian militants. A com- everybody says there was there were no there was battle, no battle. No, battle. and that only a forensic analysis of the bullet would confirm whether it was fired by an Israeli soldier or a Palestinian m- uh, militant. I mean, that's an Israeli statement, Jamal. This is an Israeli. This is an Israeli statement, and and then of course. Uh, the U.S. ends, uh, Ned Price ends by saying the U.S. found no reason to believe that this was an intentional, but rather the result of tragic circumstances during an IDF-led military operation against factions of Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Uh, And this is a quote from Ned Price. So let me ask you, Jamal, why
0: do you think the Palestinian Authority allowed this to happen? Why did they share the bullet? There was no reason to share the bullet
1: stupidity and i say it i say it point blank and i say it i mean in in, under under normal conditions which what number one and if you have all the faith in the world in in the u.s government conducting an investigation to protect the rights of a murdered an american citizen i would say yeah you would want to get the americans involved in this because she was an American citizen and I would definitely insist that Israelis would not be involved and and apparently they did not do that and at the same time why not involve other forensic experts aside uh, uh, basically a third party, another country, etc uh, to to examine it uh, Why not I, the I, EU? Why not and, the EU? And, and, and determine before you say anything that you know, because they're saying the bullet basically is useless. You know, so
0: Jamal, it's like saying it's like uh, it's like involving the rapist or the murderer in their own investigation of of the of of the evidence, right?
1: And going again, I just wanted to correct something I mentioned. This is based because I said 1974; it's actually 1976, which is if. The 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 bullets is an American made, and Israel used it to kill a journalist, which we know they did. It's a violation of the Arms Arms Export Control Act of 1976. Initially, I said 1974. Okay. Well, we're we're not going to let this story
0: rest, Jamal. We 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 can't let this story rest. This was uh, a journalist. It was an American citizen murdered by the Israelis yet again. They get away with the pass. And yet again, Jamal, we've heard this story. The Palestinian Authority makes these horrific, uh, self-inflicted diplomatic decisions on itself. It was a terrible decision to let this go forward the way it did. They could have involved anybody. They could have involved the EU. They could have involved African nations. They could have involved Arab nations. They could have involved anybody who has forensic expertise yet. They 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 let the murderer uh, determine the veracity and the integrity of the evidence against the murderer. It's a complete
1: joke. So the Abu Akhl family uh, issued a, a statement also today, which I'd like just to read parts of it, and and it goes as 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 this. With respect to today's announcement by the State Department on July 4th, no less, they <laughs> put no less, right, that a test of the spent round that killed Shireen Abu Akhli, an American citizen, was inconclusive as to the origin of the gun that fired it. Well, we are incredulous. There were numerous eyewitnesses to the killing. And we have now had the benefit of reports from multiple local and international media outlets, human rights organizations, and the United Nations, that an Israeli soldier fired the fatal shot, as there were no other armed elements in the area of Jenin where Shirin was murdered. The focus on the bullet has always been misplaced, and was an attempt by the Israeli side to spin the narrative in its favor, as if this were this were some kind of police. Who done it that could be solved by CSI style forensic test. The notion that the American investigators, whose identity is not disclosed in the statement, believe the bullet and quote likely came from Israeli position is called comfort. It's, it's like we say this in light of the addition of a conclusory pronouncement that the killing was not intentional but rather the result of perpetrated Israeli counterterrorism raid gone wrong, which is frankly insulting to Shireen's memory and ignores the history and context of the brutal and violent nature of what is now the longest military occupation in modern history.
0: Uh, it's a brilliant statement.
1: and It, spe- it speaks for itself, Jamal. It's I, sh- I should finish statement. the statement as a respect to the family. It's a long statement, but I'll, it's another paragraph because we cannot let this go. And the statement continues just the truth is that the Israeli mil- military killed Shireen according to policies that view all Palestinians civilians press or otherwise as as legitimate targets and we were expecting that an american investigation would focus on finding the responsible parties and holding them accountable not parsing over barely relevant details and then assuming uh, good faith on behalf of a recalcitrant and hostile occupying power in other words all available evidence suggests that a u.s citizen was the subject of an extrajudicial killing by a foreign government that receives billions of dollars in American aid each year to perpetuate a prolonged and entrenched military occupation of millions of Palestinians. We were hoping that, for example, the FBI or other relevant authorities would open a murder investigation, much like they do in ordinary cases when American citizens are killed abroad. Exactly. Further, the United States should take action to clarify the extent to which American funds were involved in Shireen's killing, and that's exactly what I was talking about that, right? Right. To say that an investigation with its total lack of transparency, undefined goals, and support for Israel's overall position is a disappointment would be an understatement. We will continue to advocate for justice for Shireen and to hold the Israeli military and government accountable no matter the attempts to obfuscate the reality of what happened on may 11. we continue to call on the american government to conduct an open transparent and thorough investigation of all the facts by independent agencies uh, free from any political consideration or influence and this is a statement a powerful statement, issued by it's- Uh, Shireen Abu Atla's family. No,
0: it's it's a beautiful, brilliant, you know, uh, and amazing statement. And uh, I know you're going to post it online. Uh, In addition, you know, out of respect to Shireen's uh, memory, you read the whole thing, which was very important. And it basically calls out the hypocrisy and the uh, the 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 blindness with which this so-called investigation went forward. I mean, all journalists uh, should feel insulted by the State Department uh, uh, statement. All journalists, all murdered journalists anywhere in the world, let alone American citizens like Sharin should feel insulted by what the U.S. government has done to perpetrate this lie. Uh, about how she was murdered. It's, it's beyond
1: disrespect. It's beyond disrespect, and it's also a major double standard. Uh, I mean, going back to, I don't want to cite many incidences because every life is important, but we know other cases where an American journalist was killed or a- actually an American citizen uh, was killed and the United States took action uh, against the perpetrator and and here they are helping israel to sweep it under the rug and go on as as if business as usual and as if she was in the wrong place at the wrong time and and got just got shot not to, not the fact that this is her job to be there right and 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 the fact that she was uh, targeted they are taking the whole israel narrative because i told you It's not just because, to me, not because we know that the United States is not 100% on the side of Israel, it's 200% on the side of Israel, but because they're trying to avoid someone, because at least now there is a change in in Congress where people will question that, and, you know, we've cited those, like, for example, uh, Congresswoman Betty McCollum and, and the squad, who uh, usually question um, uh, U.S. aid to Israel when right. it is used to target civilian populations in Gaza and target children? But that falls under the same uh, premise, Jess, where you know we have to question the U.S. aid, the billions of dollars that the U.S. taxpayers pay-, pay for to go and murder an American citizen, basically. Well, Jamal, this is kind
0: of an interesting segue to our next segment right because even though jamal khashoggi was not an american citizen he had american uh uh uh, residency rights also murdered by a rogue uh (laughs) government and the united states is now participating in in an attempt to whitewash or cover up that particular murder with uh with the impending trip that's coming up so you know I don't think anybody should believe this statement. It's uh, I, you know, I'm hoping that the New York Times and the Washington Post uh, have follow up editorials calling into question this this statement, which is clearly written by the Israelis in collaboration with the Israelis. It's a joke. And we, we we I know we on this show, Jamal, Arab talk, we will not let this rest.
1: No, we, we will not. And, and, and this is, I think, it's the right for every American citizen to question, really. Now, I mean, we know who are the murderers. We know... The the bill, uh, the country that did it, which is an apartheid state that has been declared an apartheid state by the United Nations, by Human Rights Watch, by its own uh, uh, you know human rights organization, Bethlehem, and yet we are doing business with them, we are giving them billions of dollars, and now we're covering up their crimes. I mean, this is what's going on. I That's mean, right, Jim. And and this is this is something we're not going to stop talking about it. And I think every every American citizen should question that, and especially Palestinian Americans and Arab Americans in this country, uh, you know, is basically uh, the lives of uh, a Palestinian American equal to other. Americans in this country or
0: not uh, uh, obviously it's not considered equal Jamal we know that that Palestinian Americans as American citizens are not treated equally under the law when it comes to brutal Israeli apartheid and you know we've been talking about this forever American citizens who who want to travel internationally America, you know and want to go back to Palestine are not treated equally as Americans I mean we've we've been speaking about this for years and years and years Jamal the difference now is that the international community has finally come to terms with the israeli government as an apartheid state and calling attention to this not just double standard but probably triple and quadruple standard that the israelis do get away with murder when it comes to murdering american citizens who who are palestinians so we we will we will we will not let this rest.
1: And 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 just uh, before we move, we're not going to move away from this topic. But at least for this segment, this comes at a time now when uh, Israel and its surrogates, surrogates in Congress and 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 AIPAC and, and so forth are working very hard to um, give. Uh, Israel, the privilege or Israeli citizens of the the U.S. visa waiver program. In other words, right. that Israelis can come to this country without a visa, basically, right. just like the EU member states, where a condition that was put forth by the State Department goes back to many administrations before. And this has been put on hold because American citizens of Arab heritage or Muslim heritage or Palestinian, wherever, when traveling into Ben-Gurion Airport, as you and I know very well, get stopped, questioned, searched, harassed, and many of them are not admitted to the country. So Israel wants its cake and eat it too, right? And, you know, they want to be able to come to this country without being questioned that Israeli citizens just can obtain a visa online and just show up, while american citizens can get questioned and interrogated and and basically israel create, create its own tier basically to define who is a legitimate american or who's an american that can be allowed in and, and 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 cannot be allowed in so that's actually something that people can put also and write to the state department asking not to admit Israel to the uh, U.S. waiver visa waiver program.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I'm not going to hold my breath, but we'll see if Congress does anything along the lines, Jamal, like that. Um, you know, uh, as I alluded to before, this brutal murder of Shireen Abu Akhle, you know, this whole thing in terms of the whitewashing of the United States, is really related to our next segment i mean there's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities you know in our next segment we're going to be talking about another brutal regime uh that murdered one of its uh one of its citizens who ha- also happened to be a resident of this uh, country a journalist you know jamal Khashoggi. and uh seems like uh, President biden is on a kiss the Ring of uh, Brutal uh, Dictator Tour, as he's going to go and, uh, you know, kind of be apologetic and and and, and kind of bend over backwards for uh,
1: MBS and uh, the, the Crown Prince. That's right, Jess. Uh, and before we start on this, you're listening to Arab Talk on KPOO San Francisco 89.5 FM. This is a good segue. And again, this is uh, we talk about double standards. I mean, I don't know where to begin, where to where, where do to we begin? When where we do talk we begin? about double standards when we lecture the word about human rights and we that the United States is the best in human rights and then we go and allow Israel to murder American citizens, and then and then and then we criticize uh, Saudi Arabia for the murder of its own citizen, as you said. But then you know, oil talks and 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 whatever walks. I don't want to say the word, but <laughs> it's not even money talks and BS walk. But it's oil in this time. Oil talks, as as you know, you and I are victims of this, um, and all the Americans now. That who within the past, but less than three months, have been paying uh, double the price uh, of oil or gasoline at the pump. And, uh, and, And President Biden, who called, which I call the medieval kingdom, Saudi Arabia, a pariah state. Uh, You know, when he was campaigning um, and later also and that he was going to hold them responsible now is going to go and check the hands uh, of its leadership and uh, and beg and beg because, uh, you know, uh, the United States wants uh, lower prices from OPEC and they want uh, they want them to pump more oil. Uh, and and lower the prices uh, because now his but... his 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 whole political career is in in jeopardy. Uh, he's not going to win uh, even if he did that. But anyway, you know Americans vote with their pockets or with their wallets. And when he's gonna to go to the elections and people are paying seven dollars per gallon at the pump, and inflation is what now is like nine per eight percent. I lost track of how how high is inflation here. He's uh, he has uh, basically forego uh, human rights, yes uh, well <laughs> I,
0: I have breaking news for President Biden. MBS is gonna squeeze him. MBS is not going to change the production output of, of Saudi Arabia or OPEC because one of the consequences of a high oil price is that Saudi Arabia and other OPEC countries, as well as Russia, who is not part of OPEC, the, their, their economic benefit from the rest of the world's suffering has gone up tremendously. In fact, the Saudi Sovereign Fund and the Saudi, uh, you know, basically national uh, bank account has gone up by billions and I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. When oil was below $40 a barrel, Jamal, just to remind our listeners, Saudi Arabia was having some economic difficulties. They were cutting back on projects. They were cutting back on investments. They, they, But now it's above $120 a barrel. Saudi Arabia is rolling in money. To the point now where Erdogan, who had criticized, you know, the Saudi regime for the murder of Jamal Khashoggi on Turkish land and uh, has gone on his own apologetic tour, is now making nice, nice with MBS. And now we have uh, President Biden. He's not going to get anything, Jamal. Let's let's be clear. The Saudis are going to humiliate Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to go there. He's going to get some crumbs. But this is a total submission and humiliation of the U.S. president
1: going to the medieval kingdom right now. It's it's Frankly, it's embarrassing. Well, it goes against their interests. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, politics aside. I mean, uh, you know, this is uh, this is economics. Uh, and for Saudi Arabia, for Saudi Arabia, number one, why would they wanna? I mean they're they're rolling in dough now and and uh basically it's a problem and also let's 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 be clear I mean we are the United States is part of this problem this whole thing with Ukraine we've decided to take a side, to, to side 100% with Ukraine and basically throw all the years of developing a relationship with Russia with the former soviet union right. and that cold war and and the whole thing and now you know the united states basically took uh, took the lead in imposing all these sanctions on, on on russian oil and and the europeans are paying more than we are they are right. basically suffering more than the americans because you know now and now uh where are they going to where do where what sources of gas and oil do they have you know recently the united states said we should allow more venezuelan oil into the market and more iranian i'm not kidding i'm not kidding these are two countries who also we brought to their knees with sanctions right we brought to the to basically Venezuela. Basically, uh, the, uh, the United States helped destroy Venezuela, right? That's right. That's uh, right. And you know, uh, but but here's the other. And now we're saying from... we should allow them bring more oil into the market, and they will, and they will.
0: And here's another irony: you know, putting all these sanctions on on Russian oil and on Russia, Jamal. Guess what? Zero impact in a negative way because China and India are sucking up all the excess Russian oil right now at this very high rate. And ironically, and you know, the, you don't see this so much in the uh, mainstream media here, but the ruble has gone up in value, actually. It has been going up. every and day, And the economic the economic integrity of Russia has been relatively stable in the face of these economic sanctions because the price of oil has gone up. And they continue and will continue to send sell oil on the black market, as well as to China, as well as to India, Jamal. this This strategic approach to how they wanted to handle this situation contributed, if not caused, not in its entirety, But really contributed to the economic situation that the United States and the world is right now. That's why I think the Biden trip to Saudi Arabia, frankly, is a huge mistake. I really do, and I I think it's a it's a mistake at so many different levels.
1: The other thing also, it, it just like brings me back to all the promises, you know, not just Biden, but this whole thing at every convention, be it the Democratic convention. Or the GOP, all the speeches talking about uh, de- dependence on, you know, dependence uh, on oil and applause. We're going to like wean ourselves from the dependence on oil. Well, guess what? We, we're finding out that didn't all, all this was all hot, air. Every, hot si- air. every single promise, every single campaign, we're going to just wean ourselves. We're going to be independent from foreign oil, so the oil. And now what is he doing? The opposite.
0: That's exactly
1: right, Jamal. He's doing the opposite. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just also like, it's not just about admitting the mistake, by the way, which this is something actually has to be all discussed about this whole strategic uh, decisions vis-a-vis U- uh, Ukraine. And, and we, we talked about it on the show. It's not like we support uh, Russia invading the Ukraine. Uh, that's uh, a horrible act, but also... From a strategic point of view, just it's just all the decisions that have been made have been a mistake. They 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 have not been panning out. No, they're making. I haven't seen the Russians stopping. I haven't seen the Russians withdrawing. Well, just to the contrary,
0: Jamal. Just today, it was announced that the Russians have completed their total control of the eastern side of uh, Ukraine and have, you know you know, had a major victory and have contiguity of land that they now controlled on the eastern border of Ukraine. The situation is is much worse for Ukrainians. And here's the problem. We're going to put in billions of dollars of more weapons. We're going to weaponize the situation even more. Thousands, if not tens of thousands of Ukrainians have lost their lives, are, are displaced. The country is and its infrastructure are essentially destroyed. And this strategic political decision that uh, the Biden administration got the EU to be involved with, with NATO, you know, because we've said it a million times, we're not sanctioning or supporting anything that Russia did. It's it's brutal. But the strategy of how to confront this has completely backfired, completely and unequivocally backfired. They blew it. And now... What do you think is going to happen with Joe Biden going to Saudi Arabia? I mean, it's, I mean, Biden's idea is that this is going to be a photo op to show that he's doing something about oil prices. I have breaking news for Joe Biden. It's going to make things worse. Oil prices are going to continue to, to be high. They probably will go up even more. The situation in Ukraine is going to get much worse. The food crisis, I mean, you know, people are not talking about the wheat that comes from Ukraine is now causing a catastrophic uh, food crisis in Africa right now. You have millions of people in sub-Saharan Africa, in South Sudan, who are starving because the World Food uh, Organization doesn't have enough uh, resources from the Ukrainian wheat that they typically have to bring uh, starving you know, people in, in Africa enough enough basic foodstuffs to survive. So I don't know, Jabal, this it's mistake after mistake after mistake. Well, well,
1: it's, I mean, the fastest answer just is to resolve the situation uh, in the Ukraine, to end the war in the Ukraine, not to keep encouraging, not to keep adding, you know, basically, you know, it's basically, it's not going to end unless, unless you have negotiations, uh, going on it's not gonna it's not gonna end with military means because it has failed at every step all the weapons that we gave now to the ukraine and and the europeans that have given to the ukraine they can barely hold the fort standing you know no and, the been, and the russians have been expanding in territory and who's paying the biggest price the ukrainians themselves Absolutely. All the refugees now in Europe, all the the death and destruction of the country, the infrastructure that has been destroyed. It's kind of like as if I feel like people are encouraging this war uh, to continue so they can watch the Ukrainians fight to the last drop of blood when nobody is basically fighting on their behalf.
0: Well, we've said this, Jamal, and it's a very painful thing to say, but I do believe now you, I'm hearing this from Ukrainians now for the first time. We, a long time ago, said that the United States and NATO and the EU was, were throwing the Ukrainians and Ukraine under the bus. That's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what's happening, because Ukrainians are paying for this with their own lives, their own destruction of their country. And with the American policy supported by the EU and NATO, the only people that are paying the price are the Ukrainians. And whatever you're seeing about the heroic Ukrainian uh, resistance, and they are doing a heroic job, the the sad reality, in addition to their heroism, Jamal, is that Ukrainians are getting slaughtered and that's not going to stop. The price of oil will continue to go up. The, the Russians are continuing to pump oil. They're continuing to sell oil on the open market. And OPEC, breaking news, Jamal, is not going to It's not going do anything substantial to change the price of oil. And despite these realities, you have Joe Biden going to kiss the ring of MBS.
1: Well, i tell you something about the Ukraine. I used to scuff over uh, reports just uh, when people used to say, this is going to drag us into third world war now i'm not i'm serious about this i mean now you look at it this is something that can basically absolutely escalate uh, beyond the borders of of the ukraine well i think that's a good
0: point jabal because you know uh finland and sweden were are going to get admitted to nato that's going to make the russians even more anxious uh ukraine is on the fast track to get admitted to nato at some point If Ukraine is part of NATO officially, then, you know, rule five kicks in, which means that if a NATO country is involved, that NATO has to go and support and defend a NATO country militarily, that could easily have catastrophic implications for the entire world. And I think you're right. Uh, You know, that's that's
1: a half step away from another world war, full stop. Before we end this topic... And we're coming to close. I want to also comment, I mean, of course, (laughs) we've we've talked enough about uh, why Biden shouldn't go to Saudi Arabia, but also um, the editorials in this country, of course, he had a lot of criticism. However, uh, many of the uh, editorials and cartoons... uh, uh, basically just that I've been looking, reading, you know, uh, all over from political onwards, uh, uh, the New York Times. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not saying these specific publications, but several editorials uh, are racist uh, in, in, in the way they've been uh, uh, conveying the imagery used. Uh, just to give you an example, for example, showing Biden uh, prostrating before a fat, uh, robed Arab uh, or, or Biden's hand, uh, uh, or those of professional golfers being grasped by an Arab hand dripping with blood. Uh, uh, yeah. Pay attention to these. If you look at them uh, very carefully, they are very racist in nature. If you, if you did the same thing, let's say, with another country like Israel, you'll, uh, all these publications will be accused of anti-Semitism. Rightfully so, and rightfully so, but in but in this case, it's way, okay to be the racist. way they're depicting right. the Saudi's. And then again, you and I criticize the government of Saudi Arabia. We don't criticize the people of Saudi Arabia, but this is the way they convey it. It's really an attack against Arabs uh, in, in the Gulf. Uh, it's it's a great point Jamal. It, it's just like a a side kind of. Observation.
0: It's not the side. It's not the side. And I I've think seen, it's
1: spot on. And I've mentioned actually because they're putting the golf thing because uh, um, there is a big golfing tournament that's supposed to happen in Saudi Arabia. Also like when well, countries yeah, are story, supposed yeah. to, to to boycott abu- Saudi uh, Arabia. Not Saudi Arabia, just uh, human rights abusers in general. And this is part of the sport washing that's yep. what Saudi Arabia is engaged in is hosting these tournaments and attracting big names and and and, and you know championship they're following actually the footsteps of Israel just
0: well I was just gonna say that Jamal the Saudis are learn and the and the UAE and the Gulf countries are taking a page out of the Israeli sport pink blue green whatever washing you want to call it because you have golf. You have, you know, the World Cup, which is going to be in Qatar. And now and you have Formula One Racing, which, you know, who the main sponsor of Formula One Racing is? Two main sponsors, Aramco and Emirates. So uh,
1: go figure, Jamal. You've been listening to Arab Talk on KPO San Francisco 89.5 FM Go to our website, arabtalkradio.com to download the latest episodes and we'll talk to you next week. We'll see you next week.